Hello and welcome to the Permanent Good Podcast, a podcast that's part movie club, part improv comedy. My name is Craig Wells, a.k.a. Permanent Handle. And I'm Alex Good, a.k.a. Alex Good. Do you remember, like, uh, like four months ago, when Little Caesars came out with that calzone pizza and we talked about it on the podcast? Sure do. Well, they did it again, but now it's Batman shaped. <laughs> Is I that get, less I, pizza? No, it's less calzone. <laughs> so right. what they've so what they've done is it's the same shape because it was already kind of bat shaped. But if you recall from our our first discussion of this, it was the it, it's shaped like an X, and the meeting points was a pizza, and the borders or like the outside edges was the calzone. Mm-hmm. Now they took off two of those calzone sides and just made it more pizza and kind of bat shaped. That was the thing. Like the circle was picked for a reason. You'd get even more bang for your buck. If you got a square, every other design you get less on purpose. (laughs) Yeah. On purpose. (laughs) Like when people order pizzas and like, can I get in a heart shape? I'm like, yeah, if you want less, I think about that every Valentine's day. And, and that's where we are right now. That we are approaching bad decisions for Valentine's Day season. Right. Um, I also, my heart goes out to uh, every partner that is dragged to the new Owen Wilson rom-com against their will. Like, listen, I don't I don't think the movie's going to be bad. It's just a rom-com. And being dragged to a rom-com by your partner, no matter the circumstances, it's not fun. Also, stick up for yourself. Hey, you're an adult. You don't get dragged anywhere. You're compliant. If you don't want to go, then don't go. And if you, quote unquote, get dragged there by your partner, either leave or stop complaining. You're an adult. I don't feel bad for you. Do you know how often I get dragged? Nowhere. Never. Doesn't happen. And if you're getting dragged. No, I'm dragging my partner places. I'm the abusive one in our relationship. Hey, Guess what? I'm going to go see War of 1812. Come if you want. Don't. I don't care. I'm not dragging you anywhere. You're a grown woman. You decide. But let me tell you something. I'm not going to see this new rom-com that came out. If you want to go, more power to you. But I'm not getting held anywhere against my will. I will probably be seeing it at some point. Just, you know, because I can. We also work in a movie theater. So (laughs) it's going to happen. Yeah. Um. I do. I I, want to circle back to the Little Caesars thing for a second. Um, First of all, ordering this thing is atrocious. I have the Little Caesars app because that's the kind of person I am. And you load you load up into the app and it makes the way it's presented makes it feel like it was a Halloween update that came late because you open the app and a city skyline appears and then a bunch of bats come up and then the moon comes up and I'm like, what the what heck? is this? It's not until the screen says, see the Batman in theaters in March that I'm like, oh, this is a Batman thing. I just thought you hadn't changed it from Halloween yet. And it's, when you yeah. click on the menu to order the Batman calzone pizza, more bats show up. I'm like, this is not fun. This is annoying. Yeah, someone got paid a pretty penny just to come up with that idea. Also, isn't it a little weird 
that bats are only relevant around Batman and Halloween. Like, that's it. No, no. I don't think that's weird. Where else would they be relevant? But I'm saying, like, they shouldn't be relevant, or they should be relevant all the time. Like, kangaroos. Okay. Always relevant, because they're never relevant. I mean, it's, like, the same thing with, like, inanimate objects as well. Fireworks are only relevant during 4th of July. No, that's not true. New Year's, football games, Super Bowl. that's a stretch. That's a stretch. Dude, have you never had neighbors that, like, shot off fireworks on Christmas? No. Or Veterans Day or Memorial Day? It's weird. Okay, first of all, if you shoot off fireworks on Veterans Day, you are just actively a bad person. Right. Uh (laughs) But I'm like, it happens, though. People are just looking for excuses to shoot off fireworks. Yeah, I I did not have that thing. It was like Fourth of July and New Year's. That was it. So yeah, I mean, that's the correct answer. I would. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I think anything other than that would just be weird. Pumpkins are only relevant in hollow at Halloween and like. But a I also bit will say there's some, that's that's because they only grow that time. They they grow around that time. Same thing with apples are a fall thing. That's because they don't grow in the spring. Well, peaches are a fall it, thing. Here's the thing. I think that it's okay that bats are associated with those two things because they are two unrelated things. Batman movies are not annual events. Yeah, <laughs> like but the thing Halloween is, is. The spiders are always relevant with or without Spider-Man. I guess that's also Halloween thing too. <laughs> yeah. Though. Yeah. Freaking Halloween's capitalized on the most animals. Yeah, they really He's have. He's just got bunnies and that's it. And that's it. That's it. Um, Christmas, reindeer, not even penguins. <laughs> it's just reindeer. Yeah. Uh, Thanksgiving's like, got the turkey. The penguin has more of a brand association with penguins than any holiday time of year. I mean, I guess maybe like March of the penguins, but then again, that's a stretch. Yeah. Dude, it's weird. Uh, Halloween really capitalized on a lot of these things. Shout out Halloween, ha- man. <laughs> Halloween is like, hey, so we have a bunch of things that are cool. We just don't know how to utilize them. So we're going to just kind of mishmash them all. Pick your favorite. You're never wrong. Right. It works, dude. It works. It really works. Now, I think it's time for us to talk about some animals that are never relevant because uh, the movies that we're doing are twin movies. These are two movies that came out at pretty much the same time, have a very similar premise, but are released by two completely different studios. Uh, This week we are watching Ants and A Bug Life, Bugs Life, apostrophe S, A Bugs Life. These movies are like 25 years old. We're doing full spoilers uh, if you don't want to hear us talk about these movies, you can skip ahead to this time code right here for our next segment. Time code 3823. So we're going to start with ants. And sometimes, sometimes we do things on purpose. Like, you know, we knew Kevin Spacey was the antagonist in A Bug's Life. Yet sometimes we do things on accident, like uh, Army Hammer being in Free Fire, which we reviewed for Brie Larson Month on Small and Tall. And sometimes things catch me specifically completely off guard. Like, let me tell you, the last thing that I expected when I started this movie was to see Woody Allen's name first in the credits. (laughs) I think this might be my only Woody Allen movie. It, It is definitely mine. Um... To the point, well, because I always knew that Sylvester Stallone was in this. And I always knew that Danny Glover was in this because I grew up around those voices. Sure. I had no idea who Woody Allen or Sharon Stone was as a kid. 
Yeah. So when I saw he was in this movie, I'm like, makes sense. I don't know a single other thing he's in. Well, it, what's absolutely wild about it is like, um, you know, he's more of a director than anything else. And a writer, yeah. So the fact that they chose him to be a voice in this ant movie for kids, like, listen. Also, I think it's debatable whether or not this is for kids. Yeah, I mean, it's labeled. Uh, so, did you watch this on Peacock? Yes. Okay. No, I, actually, I, did I, watched, this... I rented it, but I've seen this movie a million times. My family had this on VHS. Okay, I rented it on Pe- on Peacock, and uh, Peacock has it labeled as a kids movie. But I think they, you know, it's an animated movie, so all the, they are forced right. to carry that burden regardless. Also, on your point of this not being a kids movie, the second thing that I wasn't expecting was that this was just straight up, you know, a promotion of communism. Not even thinly veiled. They pretty much say it blatantly throughout the whole movie. (laughs) Right. There's also a lot, a lot of sexual innuendos. Yeah. Yes. a bunch. (laughs) So, so, so let's break down the movie a little bit. Um, this movie is very B-movie style, where it is ants living in a colony with uh, a hybrid of human life blended with ant stuff. Like, they go to a bar and they drink, but it's out of a bug. And yeah. it's like fermented bug juice. And they drink it out of a bug. And there's a lot of, like, construction work with a foreman. And there's an army with a general. So there's lots. It's very much. Really, B-movie is the perfect comparison where they live in a city. They do human things. But it's under the guise of an ant colony. Yeah. This movie came out in 1998, so really, it's it's also very, it's like one of the first computer CGI rendered movies ever. It's like number three. Yeah, I, toy, like after Toy Story. And then I think the other, the second one was like a Brazilian movie that no one watched. It's, it's high up there um, as far as like the first to do things. Now, the tricky part is it. Everyone knows what they're doing. It's a movie we've seen a million times, but this movie did it first, but it yes. doesn't do it well. Yeah. So you're like, I guess we'll compare it to the B movie, but B movie had the benefit of seeing what this was like and like, oh yeah, we can do it better. Also, A Bug's Life is similar start to this. It's one person being like, I'm going to do something different than the rest of the colony. And that person makes life difficult for everybody else, except yeah. then it, you know, different things happen. Um, I remember this movie being way better than it than I than it actually was. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, see, I was also this movie's kind of scary. When you're a kid, there's a <laughs> lot of scary parts. Yes. Yeah. Those hornets are, uh, or those wasps, whatever. Um, they are. They're they're kind of scary. You mean termites? No the the wasps at, when they're at the picnic. I oh. I, I, I didn't think I that was that bad. I mean, I don't like. Bees, wasps, and hornets just kind of as a collective. Greg, so that's that's Greg. just my personal predisposition. Oh, uh, bro. It's a, first of all, it's a movie. Did you like, were you freaking out the whole time you watched B movie? No. I'm just, Alex, this is a weird thing to pick a fight over. I'm just saying, this is on you. 
All I'm saying, the termites No, 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 you're saying, no, we're dying on this hill. You said this movie was scary because of the things that you see. I said, yes, here is my personal anecdote. And you said, no. That's not the scary part. I said was right. That's not the scary part. That's like being like, hey, Insidious or said scary movie was really terrifying. And you're like, yeah, the part where the parents leave was terrifying. I'm like, no, the demon was the scary part. Not the part that they forgot their lunch money and they had to deal with a bully. That wasn't scary. Craig, there were termites with teeth that shot acid out of their mouth. I thought that part was cool. So if you thought that was scary, that's on you. He picked up his companion by the head who was decapitated yeah, is, and watched him die. That, that is a little wild. I'm like, this is messed up. It was bad, bro. And it was it was terrifying. And then like there's a general who's just like ready to kill everyone. He's like, "Listen, man, we're sacrificing half the colony." Also, who thought the ant wrecking ball was, was a good, a good idea? idea at all? <laughs> also, I mean, how strong are these ants, bro? It's like the chain the is fact- one ant thick. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's the fact that they trusted one ant to hold the wrecking ball. If it was like three or four strong, all right, fine. We'll let the movie play with that a little bit. But like, they're like, no, one ant. And he's chosen seemingly at random. And it's a chain of ants. So at any point, any of those can just sneeze. And then a thousand ants will fall. And you just got to hope they don't fall to the death. It really doesn't explain what would happen. Yeah, um, this movie plays fast and loose with a lot of rules, just in general. Um, The thing that frustrated me most about this movie is it couldn't decide whether or not it wanted to use mixed metaphors or not. And, And the best way to describe this is there's a scene where... Um, Z is the main character's name. Z and the princess are at a picnic and they see a sandwich and they're trying to eat the sandwich and they get they, it's in a plastic bag and they're not able to get through the plastic. Apparently, these ants have never encountered plastic before ever. And their response to, huh, I don't know what this plastic is, is Z goes, there must be some sort of force field. So you don't know what plastic is, but you understand the concept of a force field. Right. This is a... Seems... You can't decide. It seems like you can't decide. Uh, yeah. And there's another part where one of the hornets gets drunk and offers Z a ride. Like, hey, I can fly you back to the colony. And Z is like, how about we get you a cup of Joe first? And I'm like, oh, so now we have coffee? We don't have plastic, but we have coffee? Yeah, dude. It was, uh, (laughs) they were playing fast and loose. Dude, it just doesn't make sense. A lot of this movie just doesn't make sense. It's also the love interest you have was a classic case of, I when I first met you, I liked you. Now I realize you're weird, but I'm stuck with you because you kidnapped me and I've developed Stockholm syndrome now. So we're in love. Yeah. Just your classic case of that happening. You know, every other Thursday I see that. Right. And I'm like, well, this only happens in movies and it happens in multiple movies where people are forced to be together. And if it tells you anything about real life, it's that the more time you spend with someone, regardless of whether or not they kidnapped you, you'll grow to like them. And that's romance. That is romance. Um, 
I also, yeah, there was just a really weird dynamic between Z and the princess. It's like you said, like, you could never really tell how the princess felt about Z at any given moment. Like, she... It just seems super inconsistent, which is why I didn't like anytime they cut to Z and the princess. I was not. I didn't love that. Right. However, the workers revolution inside the ant colony. I was down with that. One hundred percent. Dude, it was so 100%. cool because they're like, did you hear that Z beat? Every-? I'm like, oh, so he's a hero now. Yeah. Like <laughs> when I say that this movie is straight up about communism. I'm not kidding because there is a not insignificant portion of the movie where they seize the means of production. And those are the words they use to describe it in the movie. And I'm like, all right, ants. Yeah. And, and, and then they immediately get like gaslit by the capitalist general. That's like, if Z cared so much about you, then where is he now? (laughs) And I'm like, and they, and the tides like instantly turn. It's the, the slight, uh, seed of doubt that is being planted. And the other thing that, Oh, (laughs) the part where, um, they're like, Hey, we're behind schedule. You need to finish that tunnel now. And, and like, as a reward for you finishing the tunnel, you will get one day off. I'm like, all right, man. Come- and everyone right. loses their minds. Loses their minds. It's like these guys have been worked to the bone their entire lives, which, as far as I'm concerned, is not long. <laughs> right. It's they really hard ants. to tell how old people are. It's also very... It's- the scale of this movie is crazy compared to Bugs Life because there's a hundred thousand ants. Yeah. In this one, and in the and in Bugs Life, there's two hundred. <laughs> yeah, a, a few dozen. Right. Like we can see all of them at the same time. They go to parties together, and in yeah. this one, it's a machine. Straight up, um, I think that, and uh, because this is one of the first computer-generated movies. It's age does show a little bit. Um, I don't think the animation is bad. I don't think it looks bad. There's a few times where, like, you can see in the way they move their mouths that, like, okay, maybe we cut a few corners here. Um, But for all intents and purposes, I think this movie holds up graphically as well as every other 90s CG movie. There are movies that come out now that look worse than this one. Right. So I am not going to hold that against it. As far as like the visual presentation is concerned, I would say that it does uh, just fine. It's doing great. <laughs> yeah. And the story is where it falls apart. It's just like, it's cool. It's a, we're in a world that we haven't seen before. Like the whole magnifying glass scene where the guy gets freaking vaporized was super cool um the scale of the ants just like what the anthill looks like on the inside is yes wild it's sweet um when they're traveling to the monolith which is a water fountain and then they go to um insectopia yeah insectopia like that's sick too so just like the scale of what things might look like as an ant were super cool but as far as the plot, it's whatever. 
Yeah, um, yeah, like I, like I said, half the story is cool. The other half made me wish I was watching the first half. Right. Um, I think this movie it, it wraps everything up pretty nicely. The because the whole thing is like the general wants to flood the colony and basically start over with only soldier ants. Right. Um, and so, you know, he gets foiled pretty easily. The the flooding starts. There's some good tension in the climax, but like, we know, we know it's like, we're not worried. Um, but there's, there's, it's, it, there's some cool, there are cool story beats, but as a total linear story, Maybe not the best. I think I'm giving this movie a six and a half. Yeah, I'm giving it a flat six. If you would have asked me this when I was way younger, I would have given it a much higher score because they say bitching in it. And I'm like, yeah. They curse so much in this movie. Yeah. It's like like some it's like they watched this movie. DreamWorks watched this movie and they're like, hey, for Shrek, can you have him curse a little less? Right. It's. It's pretty wild. I, I, it was also just cool. It's a very cool. I would. It's not a kid. It's but the thing is, is teenagers are not going to think this movie is cool. So you got to hope that like you kids watch this and just know that most of the movie's going to go over their head. Yeah, like you got to catch them at like there might be like a sweet spot at like nine or ten years old where you can catch them with this movie, but it's a real roulette wheel there. Right. However, six weeks later. Bugs Life came out, and this movie slaps. Um, okay, I accept that you think that. Okay, Craig, let's. I gotta know. Did you like Bugs Life more than Ants? Not even a little. What, dude? I thought a Bugs Life was so boring. A Bugs Life was so much better than Ants. Nah, and uh, first of all, this movie, a Bugs Life. Let, let's break it down before we get into it. Um, a Bug's Life, like we said, six weeks later is when it came out theatrically. It's this is the Pixar to Ants the... DreamWorks. Yes. Um, there's this ant named... I watched this movie two hours ago and I don't remember the main character's oh, name. <laughs> Flick? Yeah. Is it? Yeah, it's Flick. Okay. So Flick is like this like inventor type ant that is trying to do is trying to do what ants do in an unconventional method like he has a grain harvester that he's trying to perfect but more often than not it causes the ant colony more harm than it does good and in you know the harvesting that we see at the opening of the movie Flick goofs it real hard. <laughs> Somebody and, said he did, couldn't goof it worse if he tried. And dumps all of the food that they had gathered, which was not a little, by the way, and dumps it right into the water. Right. And this was their tribute problem. to the grasshoppers who come and extort them for protection money. Yes. And says, hey, if you give us a season's worth of food then we will make sure no other bugs will come and harm you. And it's a straight-up mob movie. Yes. (laughs) So now, not only do they have to regather the food for the grasshoppers, the grasshoppers have now doubled their price. So they're like, the ants are like, listen, Flick sucks. So 
we need to get him away from the colony so he doesn't bust us even worse than he just did. So Flick gets sent on pretty much a fake quest to go and get tougher bugs to bring back to the colony to fight off the grasshoppers so they don't have to do tribute anymore, which is a solid plan, all things Yeah, considered. it makes sense. However, the, the bugs that Flick goes to get are not fighter bugs at all, but rather disgraced circus bugs that <laughs> Flick thought were fighter bugs. And that, the fact that the whole plot hinges on one awful miscommunication is one of my least favorite tropes of all time. Because they go back to the colony and... The the circus bugs think that they're about to put on a performance, and the ants think that, that, that the circus bugs are going to fight for them. So the circus bugs say something along the lines of like, oh, we need to raise the stakes. We need to make them know that we're worth it. Um, we are going to knock those grasshoppers dead. And they use very literal language that to them is figurative. But the ants interpret it incredibly literally thinking that they're talking about the same thing right. and it is one of my least favorite dialogue tropes of all time yeah i hate it too but they kind of go against the trope by like five minutes later they watch a play of second graders act out what they think these warrior bugs are supposed to do which is slaughter the grasshoppers and they're like what is what is happening? So then they tell Flick, yo, we're circus bugs. So I feel like they kind of took the miscommunication part out of the story. And now it becomes a we're lying story. Yeah. And when and whenever there is a you're lying story, they end up getting caught in the lie. Yeah. And as is the whole movie is between us establishing the lie, the rest of the movie after that is just waiting for them to get caught. Because everything in the middle doesn't matter. Because when they get caught, all that trust is going to be thrown away. And then they're eventually going to do callbacks. But they're not going to do callbacks to during the lie. They're going to do callbacks to before the lie even started. Right. I The whole movie, I was just waiting for the grasshoppers to come back. Yeah. Because... The scene where they get introduced is also scary. Shout out Kevin Spacey, who is a scary dude. For a multitude of reasons. Turns out he's he plays an amazing hopper because it's terrifying. Kevin Spacey just like walks into the studio, reads it like he normally would. And they're like, okay, we're good acting. And Kevin Spacey's like, I, was, I hadn't even started acting yet. That was it's just me as a person. Freaking wild, dude. And then... Like, the whole time, I'm just, like, waiting for him to come back. And then that scene in the sombrero happens. <laughs> where it's just basically the grasshoppers are like, listen, we're going to have to go check on those ants. Which, by the way, might be a hundred miles away. <laughs> because this scene in the sombrero happens in the desert next to a cactus. And the ants live in a forest? Something. A field? Something with water, more water than a Water's desert has. Water is around, a tree is around, there's grass everywhere. So these these grasshoppers are traveling 100 miles, right? And they're just like, well, when the last leaf falls, we're going to go back and get our food. And it's obvious they're extorting quite a few places. 
because they're loaded in the food department. And then comes the speech of like, did this piece of grain hurt? What about this piece of grain? And then he just straight up kills three grasshoppers. Yeah. Being like, this is what happens when they find out that their numbers are way greater than ours. And I'm like, that is gangster, bro. I remember watching that as a kid. I'm like, this guy knows what he's talking. I was, I idolized Hopper. I'm oh like, this God. guy knows how to run an organization. <laughs> it was dope, man. And he was scary. And I, the whole movie, I'm just waiting for him to come back. Um, I also really did not like any of the circus bugs. Um, well, that actually, I didn't mind some of them. You liked the spider. I didn't care about. You, you I really did. didn't care. I I liked the moth. The moth kind of had like a cool. Um, the, the moth was the only one that seemed useful, because she would like use her moth wings to scare away predators. And I'm like, oh, look at you doing something useful. And, dude, Heimlich sucks. Heimlich sucks. <laughs> Heimlich is on the is on the poster for this movie, and he is my least favorite character. Dude, it didn't make sense. Cause, cause the the thing is, he's the stereotype of a fat little German boy. Yes, and listen, it doesn't make sense, but it is funny. It was very funny. Okay, I I accept that you think that. It's funny in the. This person is only here to be made fun of. Like, they it's, don't serve any purpose for the story. It's just comedic relief. And yeah. it was a dumb accent in a dumb character who offers nothing to the rest of the group. And I'm like, you know what? I hated him because he's hate. You could hate him easily for the fact that he doesn't benefit the group at all. Like, mm-hmm. he, he, there's nothing he does that is ever helpful. So if you just don't think he's funny, then yeah, his character sucks. But do you know who I thought was horrible? The Praying Mantis. I yeah, hated that guy. D- didn't like that guy either. He w- he was also, he was a little more useful, but just as annoying. Right. I didn't like him. I think the stick figure, the, the stick bug might have been one of my favorites. And the spider. Um, I do want to give a shout out to Richard Kind, uh, who was um, Hopper's, like, henchman sidekick yeah uh richard kind is fantastic he's hasn't been in a project that wasn't benefited by him being in it uh he's just amazing and he's good in this as well i just wanted to give him a shout out i'm pretty sure richard kind plays hopper's brother because in the beginning they're like he plays molt right yeah mm -hmm. dude there's a very there is brothers or not there is a leader henchman dynamic between the two right it's the i think they specifically said like I told mom before she died I would take care of oh, you. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah. don't make me regret this. Don't make my life harder. Yeah. Um, but he was a cool character. Dude, Hopper was just dope. Flick was okay. Um, all the, like, elder ants were annoying. And, okay, here's the thing about Flick. Here's the thing about Flick that frustrated me is every judgment that they had against Flick was justified. Right. Every every problem that the ant colony had was justified. Flick's journey was a redemption arc that Flick didn't think he needed to go on. Right. He had no idea that he was getting kicked out. He's like, so, all right, guys, I'm going on this mission. 
golly. It's just, okay. I knew that I wasn't going to like this movie from the get go. All right. And I, and I will tell you exactly why I will tell you the moment that I did not like this movie. And it's when they're walking in the line, the leaf falls in between them and the ant behind them has a straight up panic attack about what they're supposed to do. And like, I think the ant's name is soil soil has to like guide him around the leaf. Like, look at me, look at me. Don't look away. Look right at me. I'm going to take you around the leaf. And I'm just like, Oh, so this is the kind of movie we're going to be dealing with. And I know you're thinking, Craig, isn't that literally the first exchange of dialogue in the movie? And the answer is yes, audience. Yes, Dude, it is. I thought this that movie was, had to work. It's funny now that I go back and think about it. The thing is, this is a true kids movie. This isn't actually a yes. kids movie. This, and it yeah. works, bro. It mm-hmm. works. It's a very simple plot, very easy to follow. There's a redemption arc. There's a, a back story with involving love and then there's dot who's proving herself as a blueberry girl scout type thing and it was dope and i'm here for all of it and then the last fight scene where they bring out the bird but then the flea who i forget about sets the bird on fire and then the rain happens and it comes down like artillery yeah the bird was cool the bird was definitely cool the whole last 30 minute fight scene was dope um, Flick and the princess, zero romantic chemistry. None whatsoever. It's the, oh, you're cool now. You offer value to the colony. So it makes sense for us to like each other. Yeah. So I, that was frustrating. Um, oh, but going back to ants, <laughs> I did uh, another theme that you would not expect to be in a quote unquote kids movie like that is the forced engagement between the princess and a general. Oh yeah. The arranged (laughs) marriage. (laughs) So her breaking, that was a cool theme. All right. Now jumping back to back to bugs life. Um, Well, the fact that there's a queen and a princess who are both extremely important to both stories. I'm like, okay, that seems like a lot. The fact that there's a person who's like, I'm different than everybody else in both movies. And the fact that they're both ants how did these movies come oh, out six also, weeks apart, bro? Also, the fact that the the fact that there's a pl- a plot twist in both of them where the antagonist is like, and then I'm gonna kill the queen, like it's a plot twist, like we weren't expecting that from the get go. We're like, like, yeah, you're taking over. It makes sense for you to kill the person in charge. Like it was, it made a little bit less sense. Like that plot twist worked a little bit more in ants because you know to the ant colony. The general wasn't a bad guy yet. However, in A Bug's Life, Hopper was a bad guy. Hopper was coming back to extort them with force, and they knew that. I don't think they expected... Well, they didn't expect him to stick around. And he's like, well, this isn't enough. We're not leaving until you get this stuff. But I also don't think they thought he was going to kill the queen, because they're like, when he gets what he needs, he'll leave. Yeah. They were hoping... There was a lot of hopeful thinking, bro. But Yeah, there was a lot of hopeful thinking, but the fact that when he's like... that, When Hopper says, yeah, I'm going to kill the queen, and everybody's like, oh my god! I'm like, yeah, guys, this tracks. He's a a bad guy. (laughs) You knew this. What do you think about the rabid grasshopper? (laughs) Oh, that's a good bit. That is a good bit. 
it was Anytime. like time he's the same species as you but you treat him like a pit bull yeah anytime a normal character or a should be normal character has to be held back on a leash or held back on chains i'm like all right i like what this guy's going on yeah it raises the stakes <laughs> for sure a little bit um, I'm going to give this movie an absolutely brutal rating. This is a flat five. This movie is a seven and a half. Yeah, I'd like to apologize to Soul for no longer being my least favorite Pixar movie. <laughs> this movie was good, bro. It's way better than Ants. I think um, I might drop my Ants rating. My Ants rating <laughs> for the first time on the podcast. <laughs> I'm changing my answer. My Ants rating is a five and a half. Yeah, um, these movies are very similar these, I think these movies do a very good job at having similar premises, but enough between them to separate them. Um, but they're still the same movie. They shouldn't. They shouldn't be this similar. It's it's not the fact that like because two gangster movies can come out in one year, but this is too niche. Yeah, no one has told details. stories about ants before. Now they're coming out six weeks apart, and they're both animated. Like that's not allowed to happen. So it's the fact that it's about a niche subject and they came out so close that it's it's not fair. Yeah, it's just um, there's no way that uh, nothing shady happened b- behind the scenes for these two movies to be this similar. Right. Like Someone worked for both <clears throat> studios and spilled the beans. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so there's definitely I'm I'm looking at an article from Huffington Post right now that's basically saying like the reason these two movies happened is exactly what you would expect would happen, which is uh someone didn't get the promotion they wanted, left Disney, started DreamWorks, and then made the movie they were already working on. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> and here's the thing. Across the I'm going to have to look up the ratings. Give me one second. I want to see a Who's Bug's right? Life is 7.3 and Ants is 6.5. Yep. Yep. Bug's Life got nominated for an Oscar. Yeah. So, um, I, I know. I, I preferred Ants. That's just that's just me. But anyway, th- we're, we're done with this. Uh, we're going to move on. Um, we're going to move on to our improv segment. And this one is a new one. It's called Sweep Edits. Uh, this is pretty simple premise. We're just going to do an improv scene, and whenever we feel the need to give each other character notes, we can just stop the scene be like, hey, I think it'd be a little bit better if your character acted more posh. Okay. And we just do that for the scene. Sweet. Um, um, I think one of us should be a fireman. Okay. And the other one can be a person being rescued. Okay. And then, uh, yeah, we can go from there. <laughs> All right. Hello! Can you get to the door? Um, I'm busy right now. Um, if you can come back later, I'd appreciate it. Come back later? Yeah. The the building is on fire. I know, but I just got out of the shower. So, I'm naked. Okay. And I'm gonna need to apply lotion. And I, at the minimum, I'm gonna need to put clothes on. Okay, And my closet is full of smoke right now, so it might take me a second to get some out. So the fire is on the floor above and the floor below, so we need to move now. Well, I'm naked, so I'm not going to be able to leave. So unless you want to give me whatever you're wearing, 
I we guess have, we're gonna have to wait till I find some towels and robes for you. I I do have a robe for you. You brought a robe. Yes. Well, what's it made out of? The same thing my fire jacket is made out of. Well, I just don't believe you. Is are you trying to? This is gonna be some kind of trap, right? There's no way. Uh, hey, Alex. Yeah, what's up? Um, I think that your character is a little too like demeaning of authority and that's not good for kids right we need kids that like we kids need to see characters that respect authority at all costs right so can you just kind of like make your character like a little bit more obedient to the rules and stuff sure but that means your characters gonna have to be much more polite and patient because you work in customer service it Uh, makes sense that you would you know customers always right tax dollars stuff like that yeah yeah, so polite and patient please Okay. Um, yeah, so just whenever you're ready, the the robe is out here for you. Okay, do you... I don't know, I mean, you seem like the professional situation. Do you recommend me grabbing anything before I go? I mean, you did say you needed a lotion. So if you have kind of like an all-in-one lotion, so that you can just grab the one thing and we can go, like we can... I can work around that. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. I'm gonna... Yeah, I'll grab that. Also, while gotta... you're grabbing, while you're grabbing the lotion, uh, I could grab like your wallet. If, if is that in your bedroom, I could, I could grab the wallet while you're grabbing the lotion. Yeah, I will say that my bedroom is filled with smoke and my closet's on fire. Well, so... I have a visor to kind of like help me with that. So I'm just, I'm just gonna go take a look real quick. Yeah, go ahead. I'll grab the robe and grab some lotion. Uh. Is your wallet the red one or the black one? Black one. I don't have a red one. Wait, there's a red one in there? Um, yeah. Grab that uh, one too. I don't know whose that is. Uh, there's an ID for Michael in, in the wallet. I don't know any Michaels. I don't know a single Michael, actually. It's kind of crazy because that name is super popular and I've never what, met one in my entire life. Okay, uh, I'm just going to grab both wallets to be safe. Sure. Hey... Check with see that like see if his ID's in there and then like uh I did. That's where I got the name Michael. Well, I wasn't sure if you just read it off a credit card, so I mean calm <laughs> down. Okay. You're supposed to be able to handle these stressful situations. You're right, you're right, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. So I'm gonna I'm not I'm gonna not gonna lie to you. I'm gonna leave it on the customer service survey at the end of this. Um but I my recommendation is is you pull the address off his ID, maybe we could drop it off on the way to the hospital. Because I okay. definitely have third-degree burns on my legs right now. <laughs> yeah. Okay, are, are you ready to go? Yes, but I am finding it difficult to walk. I think we stayed in this room a little too long. <laughs> we actually are burning alive right now. I think we're going to die. <laughs> If you would have told me that this was that big of an emergency, I might have left. So I guess we're both going to die here. Cuts to them at the ambulance post-fire escape. Just breathing into that those oxygen tubes. <laughs> kind of miraculous that we got out of there, right? I don't know how it happened. I just blacked out and just woke up out here. I think, like, my maternal instincts kind of kicked in. You know, like, the mom that lifts the car off a baby. Like, you were my baby in this scenario. Well, that makes me extremely uncomfortable. And I'm going to be putting that on the survey 100%. Hey, Alex, real quick. Um, I think your character should be comfortable with that. 
You know what? I couldn't have lived without you. And I'm so <laughs> glad you did that. To be honest, I feel like I owe you an apology. So I'm going to go back in that fire <laughs> and kill myself. Because I feel so bad. I'm okay. so sorry. On my way in, I will call my lawyer and leave everything to you. Thank you for your sacrifice. <laughs> well, as your mother now, I guess, I'm not going to stop you because I think that you should be free to make your own choices. Just like how I'm going to make this choice right now, Cox Gun. Beautiful. Not bad, man. Not bad. What a weird it. what a weird turn of events. <laughs> what a way to show someone that you respect them. Uh, um, do you want to do another one or do you want to call it? Uh, we'll call it. We'll definitely have to do it. Okay. We can do that, uh, another time this month though. That was good. For sure. Definitely. Um, Alex, what do you have for our middle segment? Our middle segment. I'm bringing it back. It's called actually my best friend is dot, dot, dot. We did this with bug a while ago. Yeah. Um, and basically what happened is I'll go on Reddit. I find things that you were unqualified to answer back then you had to answer questions about women and they had to answer questions about men. So here's what we're doing. I pulled a bunch of stuff from explain like I'm five and too stupid to ask or too afraid to ask. And these are definitely questions you will not have the definitive answer for, but you're going to try your best. So here okay. we go. Yeah, absolutely. My wife asked me if I honestly thought her friends were attractive. What should I say? So this is kind of uh, this is the, the answer the the best answer is yes but not as attractive as you. Ooh, I mean, you're the pro, I guess. I'm the pro. I guess I'm the pro. Uh, that's the best answer. It's next- 100. Okay. Cause listen, I feel like this doesn't need justification, but I'm going to justify it. All right. Cause the last thing that you want to do is put down her friends, right? The really? way, t- the is way that, to, su- I mean, I guess I gotta go. Listen, you don't support women by putting down other women. That is the opposite of modern feminism. So you got to bring everyone up, but bring up your partner a little bit more. Okay, Craig, this is not one of my questions, but a follow-up. If does modern feminism exist inside the home? And by that, I mean, if it makes her feel better, can you just do it anyway? And then when you leave, (laughs) then you can be for all women. (laughs) Also, I will tell you, we're going to ride a wave. Some of these questions are not serious at all. Some of these are very serious, and some of these are just science. So do your best. Okay. How many chugga chuggas are you supposed to say before choo choo? I counted eight. 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 That's a okay. Just do it. It feels natural. Um. Why is suicide considered selfish? But wanting someone to live on in misery so you don't have to experience sadness, not. I don't know, man. You're the pro, man. You better. Okay. Okay. Because I, because living in prolonged misery is a finite way to look at it. Um, If there is quality of life is a nuanced topic. And I think that um, just simply saying that like, Oh, no one should make me live in a prolonged misery. Is what a Victorian way to look at it. Okay. Um, there, there is there are way better ways of support that we have right now that 
if that's how you know you're gonna look at it, you know, maybe look into maybe look into better support groups. Maybe your current support group, if they're if your if your only support group is calling you selfish for <laughs> for, <laughs> for not wanting, wanting your to friends live, to live, then you need to reevaluate those people, not yourselves. Um, number four. How did we get to the point where laptops and smartphones are the same price? Um, I think because I, I think it becomes a question of what you're pricing them for. You're pricing phones for convenience and you're pricing laptops for power. That's the um, end of the answer. Sure. Why do humans need to eat many different kinds of foods to get their vitamins? But large animals like cows only need grass to survive. Because we are powering a lot more and a lot of different um, systems in our bodies. Uh, having a brain that functions as highly as ours compared to other animals, we need it to function for different things. Uh, also, we need it to function for longer. So a cow, you know, only needs to function. I don't know the expectancy of a cow. It must. It, they, it, I would guess it's like ten to twelve years. Um, and you know, I'm not even going to look it up because you're the professional. So cows have the same life expectancy as a dog. Cows are not doing arithmetic. Cows are not building iPhones. They right. don't need proteins and grains and vegetables to do all that. Yo, they got they just got grass. And also, animals do need different nutrients. Hold on. Wait a minute. <laughs> what else do cows seen- eat besides grass? I mean, not just grass. I think they have a little bit of meat in their diet. It's just we've cartoonified them to only eat grass. And if you were to actually raise cows, you would put you would be putting stuff in the grass to give them other nutrients. You know what? You're the pro. I'm just going to take your word for it. Um, Do donated organs age according to the donor's age or do they adapt to the age of the new body? The old body. What? Not not even a question. So getting a heart from a 50-year-old and putting it in a teenager means that heart is going to fail in like 20 years? Yes, that's exactly what it means. All right, sounds good. Just because you make it sound pessimistic doesn't change my answer. Yeah, I'm just, I mean, you're the pro, man. I'm just asking questions. Um, Why aren't power lines in the U.S. buried underground so that everyone doesn't lose power during hurricanes and other natural disasters? Because, um, there. First of all, we already have pipes underground. I feel like also having wires under there would just make things a whole mess down there. Two. Okay. Um, dirt and electricity do- already doesn't match. Three. Uh, access. We need to access our power lines way more than we need to access our water lines. So if we are going, if we need to drill into the ground every time then that's a hassle but if they're up in the sky we just need a ladder we got that baby yep perfect um if bacteria die from for example boiled water where do the corpses go they go off with your uh dead skin cells we're shedding all the time where it's always dead skin cells that's where it's going okay and finally um what does it mean when scientists say an eagle can see a rabbit in a field a mile away is their vision automatically more zoomed in or do they have 
a better than 2020 vision that just makes their vision more clear. I think they have a better than 2020 vision and it's, I think it's a concept of predator looking for prey. You know, it's easier to find something when you're looking for it. And if you already have enhanced vision to go along with it, well, that's a one plus one equals two, baby. You know, I think we should change this middle segment to Craig Mansplains. Because <laughs> I didn't. Yeah, man. I'm here's not sure about more than half of those answers. But here's the thing. Here, I get why liars do it now. I there There are some questions where I start talking and I say some answers that make enough sense to me where I just get more confident in my own answer that I know is wrong. I know is wrong, but I'm saying it with such confidence. I'm convincing myself. "Mm." You know what? Audience doesn't need to fact check that. Craig's a pro. Yeah. I like this segment. It makes (laughs) me feel smart, even though I know I'm wrong. Right. There Um, is ham and hamburgers. I get it now. (laughs) So we're moving on to a one hit wonder. It's old dog, bad tricks. I have pulled conventional wisdom and cliches. And you have to give me the worst case scenario where that rule just wouldn't apply. Okay. Makes sense. Give a man a fish and you feed him for a day. Teach a man to fish and you feed him for a lifetime. Um, The worst case scenario is if the man teaching you to fish is a fish salesman and teaching everyone to fish ruins his market value. Okay. (laughs) Pearls don't lie on the seashore. If you want one, you must dive for it. Um, well, this is obviously for anyone who is not scuba trained. If you go and try to find a pearl holding your breath, you've got 45 seconds to go find a pearl in the deep ocean and chances are you're going to drown. Okay. Um, the best things in life are free. Um, this applies specifically to STDs. Um, worst case scenario, like, Hey man, I did get chlamydia. But it was free. Okay. Success is never owed or owned. It is only rented. And rent is due every day. The worst thing that this can apply to is old money. Old generational money. You know, there is... These, these people don't have to work for success. Like like uh, Northwest. She doesn't got to do... She doesn't have to do anything ever. That that success is earned every day. Not for her, it's not. Um, if life gives you lemons, make lemonade. Uh, I mean, this applies if you want to make the worst lemonade possible. Lemonade has several other ingredients. Like sugar Uh, and water. Otherwise, that's just lemon juice. Life needs to give you a little bit more than just the lemons. Uh, time heals all wounds. Not gunshot wounds. You have to go to physical therapy for that. Okay. And finally, eyes are the window to your soul. I only have one eye. So that window has its blinds on at least. Okay. Well, that concludes old dog bad (laughs) tricks. Listen. When I'm on a roll, I'm on a roll. Apparently, man. I love how you think lemonade made with real lemons sucks and several other ingredients is more than sugar and water. 
And time heals all wounds, doesn't fix gunshots. Oh, man. Well, it's never coming back. If you liked it, sorry. If you hated it, you're welcome. Oh, uh, have you been watching anything else? Bro, I have. I'm back in Survivor. Oh, I finished Morning Show. Season okay. two of Morning Show. That show is so good, bro. It is top five of my life. No problem. It might be top three. It's what's so always, good, dude. What's always wild for me is Morning Show always comes out at the same time as Space Force because the new season of Space Force is about to premiere. And oh boy, from what I understand, those two shows could not be more different in terms of quality. Oh, it's not even close. And the crazy thing is so, um, Morning Show finished. It's last episode because it's it's episodic, which is annoying. It finished it like first or second week of December. I tried watching Space Force, got two or three episodes in. I'm like, I can't do this. It has like the office type vibe, Parks and Rec community kind yeah. of thing where like a dysfunctional organization. Morning Show is a dysfunctional organization, but a high drama, like sure. top tier act. Everyone is people. They're acting their pants off, bro. It is crazy what's going on in this show and it's amazing i would recommend it to everyone it is so good get apple tv plus there's a month free trial then freaking watch it it's a uh, steve carell and jennifer aniston and reese witherspoon okay oh, okay right, right right yeah yeah yeah. it's it's dude and then there's people you've never heard of who are better actors than those people oh you wow. just listed it's crazy dude it's so good. Yeah. Um. Man, maybe I need to do that then. Maybe I need to just finally bite the bullet. Yeah. Just one month free trial. It's uh, like 10 episodes a season. So 20 eps total. It's so good. You're going to have a hard time not going straight into the next episode. Actually, it might take an emotional toll on you. So you might want to take a break. <laughs> in between. It's so good though, dude. So highly recommend morning show. Um, I have been watching the book of boba fett it's the new star wars show it features it's a very cool premise right um it, there's been a fan theory ever since uh boba fett died in the sarlacc pit that he didn't actually die in the sarlacc pit because the whole like nobody not dead type thing right if you um, don't see the the dead body they're not actually dead so Disney, rub, rubbing their grubby little hands together, was like, okay, we can work with this. <laughs> um, and so the Book of Boba Fett is Boba Fett after the Sarlacc Pit taking over Jabba's throne. And basically, they call him a, what is it, a daimyo is the term they use. But it's basically, he becomes the crime lord of Tatooine. Um, but he's also, so he's like kind of trying to be a crime lord but also trying to make Tatooine a better place. So he's like trying to, he, he's like scary and stuff, but also trying to make sure that the markets are charging fair prices. I'm like, what a weird dynamic for you, Boba Fett, the bounty hunter. Yeah, dude. Um, What? I guess it's, it's a cool premise though. It is a very cool premise. And so that's half the show. The other half of the show is like flashbacks of him post Sarlacc pit teaming up with the Tusken Raiders and surviving on Tatooine, which I think is cool because it's 
we've never seen the Tusken Raiders be characterized before. They've always been brutes with the intent of killing and killing alone. Right. And so now Boba Fett has be- essentially become one of them and we get to see like their actual culture, which is cool. Don't get me wrong. The show can be really boring sometimes, <laughs> but it's because it is a very visual story. Um, there's not a lot of dialogue. Guess what? Boba Fett's not the most talkative person. <laughs> yeah. Who would have thought, dude? Who so, would have thought? Almost all of those Tusken Raider scenes are told through sign language and threats. <laughs> Do we, is there anything that needs to be watched before we see this? So like is Mandalorian in a mandatory watch or something? No, not, the Mandalorian tells you how Boba Fett gets his armor back. But if you don't care about that, then no, you could just jump right in. Dope. Um, yeah, so that's the only thing. Um, since I'm talking about Star Wars, Small and Tall is doing the original Star Wars trilogy at the end of the month. I want to tell you now so you can have time to watch the first three Star Wars movies if you wanted to get in on that. Um, and that's pretty much all I've been doing. So before we before we wrap up officially, um, there are two things that I want to say. The first of which, I've been meaning to talk about this for a very long time. Spotify has ratings now. You can rate shows on Spotify. So if if you are if you are want to do, uh, you can rate us on Spotify and give us a review on Apple Podcasts if that's your steez. Um, tell t- and tell the people that you care about that you care about this podcast. Um, and was the second? I think the second thing was just small and tall, and that we're watching Star Wars. That's gonna be sweet, um, dude. I'm so excited. Uh, Alex, what are we watching next week? Next week, we are going to watch No Strings Attached and Friends with Benefits right ahead of Valentine's Day. Nothing says I love you like Friends with Benefits and Sleeping with Strangers. So um, so these movies came out the same around the same time. Um, I think, well, don't Google Friends with Benefits. Make sure <laughs> to put in movie or cast or something like that. Uh, it came out in 2011. Um, I haven't seen either one of these. I remember the commercial coming out and being like, are these different movies? <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited about this. Yeah. I haven't seen either one of them. I have no idea if I'm going to like them or not. Probably won't, but we'll find out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can follow the podcast on Twitter and on Instagram. I'm revamping all that stuff. I'm working real hard on branding, guys. We're going to do it. 2022 is the year of branding. Um, but other than that, my name is Craig Wells, a.k.a. Permanent Handle. And I'm Alex Good, a.k.a. Alex Good. Have fun, be safe, and make good choices. And while you're at it, tell your mama said hi. See you next week. Deuces.